0: Welcome everyone to the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. The podcast that gets you where you need to be for your fantasies. Now, please welcome your hosts, Sean and Mikey Ra.
1: GCF fam. We are here, baby. 13. 13- weeks in the books. And we are back with, unfortunately, for you and us, well, maybe more so you than us, the second to last edition of the season for the Grand Central Fantasy podcast. I am joined, as always, by the co-founder. Some call him the mother of Grand Central Fantasy, as I'm the father of grand central fantasy mikey rock mike speak to the people about uh your success and your vagina
0: um well this is news to me that i'm the mother um i do have breasts so maybe uh i don't know i've nourished some of you nice. um, this season from them um but yes i um sean i had a very successful week this week in fantasy football i won all of my matchups every single one of my matchups I swear to God.
1: That's how it should be when you're a quote unquote fantasy expert. But thank you. Thank you. At the end of the day, nobody's an expert except us. Um, but listen, as you all know, the season's winding down. This is a make or break year, or excuse me, make or break week. For a lot of people, including myself, in a couple of weeks, a make or break week for the playoffs. So, this arguably, Mike, might be our most important podcast of the year. Okay. And as always, we are sponsored by the GCF Patreon. That's right, folks. Go on our Patreon, GCF.com, uh, excuse me, Patreon.com backslash Grand Central Fantasy. If you're listening to this, you're probably already subscribed, but if you're not, go check it out, especially in the playoffs. Unlimited access to us, um, your questions, setting your lineups, doing the whole thing. On a Patreon note, um, you know, we're going to be retooling a lot of things. This year was kind of just our first year. Um, We really kind of this was definitely a trial run for sure so if you're still with us we're going to make sure you stick with us through the winter um and then we're going to relaunch with a lot of different things mike the gambling content has been reabsorbed by the two of us um yep Yep. you know we've we discussed it before we had some people running the gambling content for us um especially a guy who was with us pretty early on. Good guy. Um, But, you know, it just wasn't connecting. We need way more consistency. And, um, you know, me and Mike started this bitch together when we thought 50 followers was a lot. And now, you know, we're over 4,000 with, you know, 20-something patron members, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot to us. That's why we, you know, are always go out of our way. I don't think, Mike, there's one other Twitter account or fantasy Twitter account that jerks off their followers more than we do. Am I right?
0: I, the thought of all 20, some of our Patreon followers jerking off to us really gets me hard. I love it. Um, and you're right about that, man. Um, they constantly tweeted us and DM us and let us know, you know, they appreciate our content and, uh, you know, it's more than just them, like, uh, subscribers. Like, I feel like they're like our legit family. Like we like Talk and bullshit with them, and all not just about football. We're just fucking cracking jokes and having a good time. It's it's awesome. I love
1: it. And I feel like we support you guys so much, and we thank you so much. Mike took that as the followers are jerking off to us, getting him hard, which I'm not surprised. But I feel like Mike, we jerk off the followers all the time. How often are we hyping up the followers? I feel like we're in a bukkake circle with our followers all the time. And me and you are just taking nuts off the face constantly
0: well it's funny sad because I constantly close my eyes and dream of that scenario with our um, patreon followers well it's- other people other accounts are like talking down to these guys and saying listen
1: I don't have time to answer all these questions we're answering all your questions and thanking you while we answer them so thank you for your support the gamers thank you guys the gambling content is gonna be totally retooled shout out to the old um, GCF gambler guys but they're gone now um, it's just it's I'm gonna be running a degenerate gang. Mike is gonna have heavy influence because um, you know, it, it just is what it is. He's probably a bigger degenerate than me, but um oh, just just for all this stuff we're gonna be running. I'm gonna be running it. Um through the playoffs for sure. Um when the fantasy content kinda of takes a back seat, we're really gonna go heavy on gambling because Mike gambling's coming to New York um within a couple of weeks. You see that?
0: Um, last I saw, I heard them saying they wanted to get it in before the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's closer now. I'm not sure.
1: They're thinking they're going to have a bullshit dry run for like the first round of the NFL playoffs. Um, and then be it'll be right everybody else by fucking, you know, I don't I don't even know, probably like a week or two after that. So, you know, um, Mike can lose his family and his house, and I can lose all the money I have saved for a house, and it'll all be good. And then we'll collect our money on Patreon and, you know, do a bunch of coke and just keep doing coke until we die, which is really the dream. That, that's I was going to say, that
0: actually sounds like an amazing idea. We should go for it
1: now. I'm not going to get into my stories about doing cocaine because this is a family show, uh, maybe behind the paywall. But, um, Mike, in lieu of the drug stories, the many drug stories we have together and separately, why don't you give us a high with putting some respect on these motherfuckers Name Week 13, Mike? One of the most positive weeks for a lot of guys.
0: Break it down for me. <laughs> Is this going to be my last time doing respect for uh, the guys' year. names this year? For right? the year wow. it is, probably, yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm um, getting a little emotional right now. This is crazy, man. What a pussy. Um, what a pussy. Yeah. So um, anyway, let me get it started. For the last time in 2021, put in respect, put in respect on these fella names. You've all been waiting for it. Here we go. <clears throat> Javante Williams. Hell yeah. And GCF has been campaigning for Javante all year. And you know what? They let the fucking beast off the goddamn leash. Gordon was ruled out early. Uh, and we all knew what was coming. Like uh, it, it was never a matter of if, you know, he was going to dominate it, You know, <clears throat> we told you he was going to fucking dominate. And Williams touched the ball 29 times, accumulated uh, 178 yards and had a touchdown. He's a running back one being held fucking back. I'm sick of it. Let this be a lesson to Denver. Free Javante, okay? Free Javante and let the fucking man run loose. He's a RB one. He showed it. He's a very good chance he's going to be a a first-round pick, end of the draft, maybe early second-round pick next year. All I know is we need to put some fucking respect on the best running back in the Names game. Here we go. Next, wow. Deontay Johnson. And DJ, he's really turning into the wide receiver like we all wanted him to be last year. He tr- He's like truly one of the best in the game. <clears throat> His issues last year were drops, and it's looked like he fucking solved them this year with just two on 120 targets, Sean. He has 120 targets. Speaking of those targets, it's the fourth most in the NFL, and he has the second most targets per game if big ben ass rape face whatever nickname we want to call him like you know if he was like half the quarterback that he once was we probably could be talking about dj as the best fantasy wider in the game like i'm not exaggerating he's that fucking good and you know what else he's fucking consistent in fantasy football and his numbers back it up go look at them and lately, he's been on the rise. He's the number two fantasy wide receiver in the last four weeks. I believe he's I believe he's number six or seven on the year. That's fucking totes, Sean, okay? Put some respect on the hottest DJ's name in the game. Next, we got T. Higgins. And before the season, Sean, remember we talked about Higgins and Chase, and you said Chase was going to be the better receiver. I said Higgins. Um, I had him pretty close. And you know what? Um, I got to give credit when credits due. Obviously, you know Chase has been the better wide receiver, but Higgins now looking healthy, he's starting to fall back into that role that we saw last year with uh, Joey Biff, and um, I he might be turning into the better wide receiver. You know, the wide receiver one on the team. Um, the way things have gone the last couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, he's he's catching fire at the right time. Last two games, he has at least six catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown. Um. Yeah, we might be seeing a change of the guard, Sean, and I i personally think so. Maybe you agree with me. We'll talk into that. Higgins, welcome back to the club, Broski. Put some respect on his name. Speaking of Broski, Sean, Rob Gronkowski. Um, you know what? I was ridiculed and laughed at, and when I mentioned Grok's name in our tight end pod, I put him in our top 15. And you were like real heartless. You were giving it to me. You were like, "This is fucking embarrassing. Why would you even put him here?" Yes. And you know, it you really did a number on my self esteem that day. I never I didn't bring it up to like right now, but I almost pulled a Calvin Ridley. Oh wow! But then or but AJ then I, Brown
1: yeah. or AJ Brown.
0: Yes, yes. But then I remembered Sean that I'm a man. I have chest hair. Nice. I I pissed with the toilet seat um up. And um, I leave it there. No consequences. But you're too, um, my scared, but you're too
1: scared to kill yourself. So. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so I would never. <laughs> you
0: but you know what? At, um, at the end of the day, Sean, I stuck to my guns. And uh, despite Gronk not having any chest hair i'm sure because he probably waxes it oh yeah oh yeah he still has been a a fucking man he's he's a top 10 tight end while missing five games this year that's crazy you know who averages the most fantasy points per game for tight ends you know who sean not travis kelsey who was a fucking first second round pick not mark andrews Gronk Smash. He's back healthy. He's averaging a hair short of a touchdown per game. Put some respect on that dumb jocks' name. And then, last but not least, this is for a specific category. And I love to talk about this. Let's put some fucking respect on handcuff running backs' names, okay? Yep. We got to give a shout out to handcuffs, uh especially this week, because they are the true MVPs. And I mean, it's not just this week. You just, Especially after last year, what we saw with all these injuries with uh, running backs and stuff, this year in your draft, it should have been so much more vital to make sure that you went out and if you drafted one of these premier running backs in the league, that you got their backup. And GCF always preaches, especially in the world today of brittle players, that you got to do it. You know, um, examples Dalvin Cook was out, Madison steps in, and we know what Madison does 22 carries, 30 yards, a touchdown, three catches. Um, Daryl Henderson, his, um, handcuff running back, Sony Michelle, 24 carries, 124 yards, one touchdown, three catches. You can make the case for James Connor. Um, you know, he was the backup running back to start the season. Obviously he's a better running back, but I mean, the guy has a touchdown in every game, but three, like the list goes on and on. Those are the, the only three that come to my mind this week, but handcuff running backs deserve the fucking respect. All the fucking respect in the world. If you didn't draft yours or trade for yours, um, then you fucked up. Put fucking respect on handcuff running back names
1: listen i love it baby and speaking of the tight end preview pod if there's one podcast i could go i wish i could go back to and actually delete it was that one because my fucking tight end
0: rankings jesus christ dude yeah you had you had adam troutman number three i think
1: (laughs) not number three but he was ahead of gronk who wasn't even on my top 15 um i picked up gronk though uh in a league that's pretty competitive that I was fighting for a playoff spot for. Somebody dropped him. This is how oh dead God. in the water he was. And when he's healthy, it's clear, you know, he's yeah. he's still that guy, you know, so definitely get Gronk in your lineups. He deserves respect. You know, I've kind of Eased off on my hatred for him. He's a fucking like douchebag jock who, yeah, you know, we we could get into a whole fucking podcast about why that's cool for him. But you know, if Terrell Owens did something like that, or not even it's not even a race thing. It's just a guy that the media didn't jerk off to. Not a winner, basically, because Gronk one rings you know what I mean if it was like a diva wide receiver they'd be like oh he's got to grow up but Gronk can do it and he's in all these dumb commercials but whatever so get Gronk in your lineup but Mike speaking of our preview pods do you remember the wide receiver one where we were going back and forth about Deontay and Keenan Allen
0: yes and you said that uh we we were going to do a bet which we never did yes. about Deontay and Keenan I and wish Allen. we did well, I mean, how far back is um, Keenan Allen really from Deontay Johnson? So it's not even that they're like far back.
1: They're dead even as of as of 13 weeks in. And Deontay missed a game, I believe. Yeah. Um, the only one, though, and that injuries was was a little bit of issue because Mike's right. Deontay is if he wasn't held back by Big Ben, alleged rapist, confirmed ass face. Um, he would be in the conversation for the best wide receiver in the league. It, it just is yes. what it is. Um, yeah. So Deontay has 914 passing yards and six touchdowns. Um, Keenan Allen has 929 passing yards and four touchdowns. So very mm-hmm. similar numbers. And the thing here is my whole thing in the um, preview pod was, you could get Deontay Johnson in the 10th, 11th round last year. Keenan Allen was going in the third. Round, OK, so yeah. this is why you need to listen to us for our deep brown steals. Yeah, of course, we miss some. Everybody does. We had Corey Davis as a as a big um, breakout guy. I got news for you. Every other fucking person in fantasy football did, too. And he was honestly doing all right.
0: And then you see he's out for the year now. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. I mean, it is what it is. Fucking jets, dude. We got, we got our, we got our wide receiver one in New York, Elijah Morris. Oh
1: yeah, exactly. Feel good about that. Shout out Joe Douglas. I don't want to shoot him dead in the street anymore. I'll, you know, just shoot him. He
0: did solid. He did solid this year in the draft, but
1: that's for another pod. I'll shoot him in his house with his family witnessing now. Um, But to stay on the wide receiver vibe here. In that same podcast, Mike, I had my fucking McGinney cock out for for, uh, Jamar Chase the entire time. And you were like, well, listen, you know, T. Higgins, T. Higgins. um, I was telling you shut the fuck up, like blah, blah, blah. T. Higgins, while he started off hot, got injured. I think he missed three games. Um, and when, when guys get injured before the buy, it's kind of like, fuck, like you really admit it's like that extra time without them. You're already missing them with the buy. So, you know, it, it's just worse. So he got hurt early in the year, which always fucking sucks. But now over the past couple of weeks, Mike gave you the numbers. He's been killing it. And honestly, Jamar Chase, he's came. I don't know if defenses have caught up to him, Mike, but I mean, the last three weeks after the buy. Week 11, 32 yards. Week 12, 39 yards. Then last week, 52 yards. And then the two games before the bye, he had that huge game versus Baltimore, but he only had 32 yards against the Jets on three catches for with nine targets. And, um, you know, in Cleveland, he only had 49 yards, and he had a season-high 13 targets in that game. So they're going to him, and he still gets serious targets. But, I mean, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of a decrease there. I mean – Jamar Chase or T. Higgins rest of the season, where are you going with
0: this? I'm a, I'm gonna ride the Higgins train. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing. it's nothing against Chase. I think just t- defenses are starting to scheme better and, you know, target him more. Um I think Higg- you know, if you look at Higgins numbers too early on, his targets like when he's on the field, his targets are always high. He just, you know, they just weren't I don't know if they weren't sinking well, or I, I, maybe it speaks to Higgins' uh, injury health-wise and stuff. But, I mean, he looks like a totally different receiver now. Like, um, th- uh, that that touchdown that he had was pretty, um, pretty nice. Um, oh, yeah, it was. Know, it was. Yeah, in the end zone. I think there was, like, two defenders on him in the end zone. It was dirty. Uh, yeah. So... I, to me at the, I mean, I'm going to go Higgins obviously right now. Cause I, I love what I saw last year. Obviously I talked about that a lot, his numbers. He was like a wide receiver one, low end wide receiver one. while um, before Joe Burrow got hurt, um, I, I you know, I think we could see him creep up possibly to that category, high end wide receiver two, a uh, low end wide receiver one for the rest of the year. But I still think I'm not giving up hope and saying Jamar chase is going to suck. I just, you know, I think it's, it's fair to lower expectations so much, Jamar Chase, of what he was doing earlier on. That was kind of my argument with him, too, to start the season. Like, you know, not all rookie wide receivers are going to come into the league and be what Justin Jefferson was. It's not, you know, Justin Jefferson just made it look fucking easy. Um, Jamar Chase was making it look easy as well, too. But um, I don't know. I don't know if the league's just caught up to him a little bit more, but that doesn't mean you're not starting Jamar Chase.
1: Yeah, of course. And, I mean, Jefferson – had a record-breaking – he had the best rookie wide receiver yes. year ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you can't really compare um, the two, even though they both played at LSU. I get it. And with um, Javante, I think this is going to be – so it's bittersweet here, boys, okay? Because yeah, if you're following us, you have Javante. I'm, I play in four serious leagues, okay? I don't have Javante in – only one league and that league is with Mike who has Javante. So Javante Williams is owned in by a GCF member in every single league we play. And that's for damn sure. If we yes. have the chance, Um yes. I don't think you, so you see what he can do when he's the number one guy. I don't think Melvin Gordon is playing this week. Which is going to be really good, especially if you're making that playoff push. So he's a full start for me, but I do see Melvin Gordon creeping in in the playoffs. Vic Fangio, Mike's boy, um, said that he might practice, quote unquote, uh, when he referencing Melvin Gordon at some point this week. We've been doing this long enough. If you're not at least a minimum, a partial practice, participant Thursday and Friday, you're probably not um, playing. If you're not in limited capacity out there, you're not playing. So hopefully we don't see him play. Honestly, I hope he gets hit by a bus um, because he has just been so fucking annoying over the past um, couple weeks, really holding Javante back. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, hundred percent, dude. If he got hit by a bus, I, I, there wouldn't be a happier man in America than me. Um, I just, he's just, they're, they're holding Javante back and I get it. Um, you know, they want to keep him fresh. The NFL season's longer than college. Um, you know, it's a long season. Uh, you're taking a bigger beating. So I get it, but I mean, listen, the writing's on the wall. Melvin Gordon's in a contract year. He probably won't be back. Maybe he will, but I doubt it. And I obviously next year is going to be a fucking heavy duty Javante Williams season, but like, we finally seen Javante by himself, what he can do, and it was miraculous, and I need more of that in my fucking life. And trust me, we are going to be all winter
1: and spring prepping the living shit out of the fantasy football draft for 2022. We're going to have tons of Javante Williams talk, um, tons of draft prep, so be on the lookout for that. but. You know, Mike, unless you have anything to add for the last time this season, we're going to take some respect off these motherfuckers' names. And just to let you guys know, next week's podcast is going to be a massive playoff preview podcast to get you um, prepared for everything you need for the playoffs. We're going to do weeks 15, 16, and 17, because that's what you should be doing. If there's any adjustments, any different things you need to know from us. Um, Just hit us up on Twitter. We'll we'll help you out with that, you know. And uh, obviously, if you follow on Patreon, you can message us. You know, you already know how to contact us, so you're good to go. Um, All right, let's take some respect off these motherfuckers' name, Mike. First off, we have Terry McLaurin, scary Terry. He was the scariest Terry. He still is, but we're taking respect off his motherfucking name because Mike seventy three yards total the last two weeks in arguably the most important weeks of the fantasy season. Mike, I think Logan Thomas being back and active may have affected, um, Terry's output and them really making a renewed commitment to the run, which I love to see from Antonio Gibson. Um, I can't remember if he made your respects, uh, segment last week but if he didn't he was borderline right there too because last two weeks he's been great um so yeah. maybe that's it and Terry's a guy we counted on man so he really hasn't been that good um next up we have James Robinson eight for 24 eight carries for 24 yards last week and a fumble okay bench for Carlos Hyde yes he was banged up but Mike he's been a flex play at best for like the past five to six weeks not including the bye if you look at it um you know i think the most he got you know he scored a touchdown a couple weeks ago but he really hasn't been the guy he he's not somebody you can really count on and that offense is such a mess um you know, so we're taking respect off his name. I, I I really can't trust him, and he was my big buy, um, at, at about week four or five, and he paid off for a long time. But I don't know if it's nagging injuries or what. But you know, it's time to it's time to go with him. I think. Um, next up we got Tyreek Hill, who honestly, this might just be the. Tyreek Hill segment. I might just because I could put take respect off his name every other fucking week, Mike. Yep. I watched a lot of this game because I made a move for Kelsey in one league, and I haven't. I watched the Chiefs, but not as much. I just, you know, I don't need to see the Chiefs sucking, honestly. And you know, they're not playing as well, but they're not as bad as people make them out to be. Just the offense isn't really clicking. The Chiefs were never like last year. They were really good. uh, regular season team. But the previous years with Mahomes, they were good. They won games, but they struggled too. You know what I mean? So I I just think they're going to get it together in the playoffs. So I don't really have a lot invested in them. But I watched a lot of this. He'll talk so much shit on the field, and he was dropping passes from Mahomes, like in his hands dropping them, slant passes. All he could come up with was two catches for 22 yards. The defense did most of the work. Um, on Sunday night. And I mean, I'll tell you right now, we're talking a little bit about 2022. Tyreek Hill is going to be number one or number two on my do not draft list next year. I mean, <laughs> this guy, he it's it. every other week, 22 points, then five points. Thirty points, then three points. You've heard us talk about it a million times. No need to go into it anymore. But fuck Tyreek Hill, take respect off his name. Like, um, you know, he fucking put his hands on his kid in college and beat the living shit out of him. Never forget. Um, yes. Antonio Brown, my guy, our guy, A. B. Suspended for the fake vaccine card. Come on, Antonio. I mean, just be honest about it. I, I you already know he had a bunch of peer pressure. Excuse me, the only one on the team not vaccinated. You know, we've talked about a million times. Me and Mike are vaxxed up, but it's like, bro, if you don't want to get vaccinated, it's your business. Just be honest about it. I do not judge you at all. Like, whatever. But in this case, come on, man. You're fucking over. I don't care about rights. I don't care about your health personally. I care about my fantasy football team first, second, and third, and you are fucking my fantasy football team over because we know what Antonio Brown has left in the tank. He showed it. He's, by, all me, by all indications, he's finally healthy, and now he's got to sit out until, what, the semifinal in most leagues? Come on, Antonio. Take some respect off his fucking name. And last but not least, Mike, tell me you saw the Gardner Minshew video after he <laughs> fucking... We'll beat the Jets.
0: I saw it. I I really – I couldn't even tell that it was him at first. I, I thought it was just like some asshole fan in the parking lot. Dude. Yes.
1: Honestly, the media and like just guys on Twitter like Gardner Minshew deserves a shot. Make it happen. Like insert team name here. Like bro. Gardner Minshew had a shot. He had a really good one with the Jaguars. They were re- they handed that franchise over to him, and he ran it into the fucking ground, dude. Minshew is not a good quarterback. Okay, he's a backup with a mustache, and he just talks shit and he like gets guys fired up, and it's like, okay, cool, bro. Well. You know, you played the Jets. So, I mean, I love how the media picks and chooses when beating the Jets is a big deal. When Tom Brady shits down the Jets' throats, oh my God, the GOAT. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. if fucking J- If Jalen Hurts played the same game... The national media would be like, oh, well, you know, it was just the Jets. You know what I mean? They they pick and fucking choose. So Gardner Minshew can wear a fucking cowboy hat and cowboy boots and like a leather thong and be like, oh, we're we're winning, boys. And they can fucking, Mike Greenberg can be like, oh, my God, what a, what a great story here and talk about it for fucking six weeks. Enough. Fuck Minshew Mania. It's dead. Respect off all of its name. Mike, what you got for me?
0: Yeah, that is so funny. Dude, I had to watch that video like three times because I was like, is that really Gardner Minshew? Like I couldn't tell. I really I really thought it was like some asshole fans in the parking lot like about to make out because the Eagles won. He's like beating um, his
1: dad. You know his dad has like osteoporosis and shit. And he's like my oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, dude, you beat the Jets. Like, give me a break, bro. Like, anyone could beat th- the Jets are like historically bad. I'm not. I'm not just saying that their, their defense is historically bad. It's the worst. Year. The like, worst got the points up. But honestly, Sean, like, do you think? Do you think Gardner Minshew is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts or no? No, not even close to me. You, ugh, man, I don't know, man. That's for another. That's for another. You problem.
1: were just. I mean, Gardner off was so- last podcast.
0: Yeah, but that's because that's. I'm not saying from a fantasy standpoint. Obviously, Jalen Hurts is one of the best quarterbacks from a fantasy standpoint. I'm saying from an on field quarterback, like as an actual quarterback, he's Jalen Hurts sucks, dude. I mean, Carter Minshew sucks too. But dude, he's I think better.
1: I'll, I'll take my chances with Jalen Hurts over Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew mania, bro. Oh, cool, bro. Dude,
0: yeah. Minshew mania, bro. Minshew magic, all right? Grow your mullet talk- out for him. I'm not talking Grow about your mullet, man. Sean used to have a mullet in high school, but uh, Minshew wore it better. That's why. Dude, that, yeah,
1: honestly, I wish that was it. It's like, <laughs> I just hate I already said it. I, I, know I know hate it. his I hate that it. reaction. Fuck Minshew. What else?
0: It sucked, sucked, bro. I, it can't sucked. Believe,
1: I can't believe you're backing up
0: Minshew right now. I'm not backing him up, but I just like you I I you. honestly think he's like might be a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. All uh, right, dude. I said it. All but, right, which isn't saying a
1: lot. You're you're but, part of the problem, dude. You're part.
0: But of the no, no. In all seriousness, fuck Gardner Minshew. Fuck his dad. Fuck his whole family. Fuck the Eagles. Like that whole video. Just like it, it, it irked me. I'm like is, I'm like, what are they doing, bro? You beat the Jets. Like calm your fucking nerves, um, Terry McLaurin. Uh, third time in the last seven games being held to 28 or fewer receiving yards. Like, what are you, what are we doing here, Terry? Uh, I think Logan Thomas might be done for the year. Um, I don't know. He got he injured. He's done for the year. Yeah. He's done, so I right? I think yeah, that might yeah. be better, but
1: I really think them running it. I it mean, just Antonio yeah. Gibson is like breaking, um, career fucking highs with the amount of attempts he got the last two weeks. So maybe that's it too.
0: Oh, I love it. Um, it just bullshit because, um, we know Terry's like better than this, and he's just like straight up slacking and crushing fantasy owners uh in the time that we need him the fucking most. It's bullshit. Um, Terry, you gotta do better for us. James Robinson, he played 26 snaps, eight carries. Um, you know, I went hard with him when uh ETN went down and like he was looking solid. I I think I can't remember exactly where I ranked him. I think I had him as like a high end running back too. And he was, you know, he was looking the part. But you know, maybe injuries are getting the best of him. All I know is just like people vested a fourth, fifth round pick in him, and we just we can't trust you now. It's just a sad situation that we, you have James Robinson on your roster, and it's like, hmm, should I should I start James Robinson this week? Yeah, like, that's what you're supposed to be like a plug and play, like just start start him and forget it like and we have to second guess ourselves with James Robinson like where the, what the fuck is going on definitely deserves respect off his name Tyreek Hill I fucking love that one more than anything Sean I say it all the time I told people um I don't know a month ago however many weeks ago to fucking trade that guy after you know his next big blow-up game because he's so fucking inconsistent we talk about it all the time Um, I know he's like ranked top five for wide wide receivers, which obviously is great. But he's just so boomer bust. Like, I was looking um in our league that we're in, Sean, the um the half PPR league. Mm -hmm. Uh, in five games, he has single digits. Like, are you fucking kidding me? This this is a guy that was drafted in the first round and. There's weeks that I'm gonna get single digit fantasy points. You get the fuck out yeah, of that, That's te- that's embarrassing.
1: Especially a wide receiver when the depth is insane. Like we were saying, Deontay. You could you could have got Deontay Johnson in the tenth round. And I mean, I I didn't do the research, but I'm sure their numbers are very comparable. So
0: Oh yeah. Um and then who oh, A B. Yo. I mean Come on. that one's hard for me, bro, because like that suspension is bullshit. I mean, why, though? Why? Because yeah. what did he do was so bad, bro? Like, If it was like so life threatening, like, why didn't they like release him? Like, oh, we're so embarrassed with you. We're going to slap a suspension. So we have you, um, you know, for the last two, three weeks of the season to get you ready. Uh, you have an ankle injury. So you could just sit out those three fucking games. and We'll have you nice and healthy for the playoffs. Like if they were so embarrassed and pissed off with Antonio Brown, why didn't they release him? Fuck that! I'm bleaching my fucking peach fuzz blonde in AB's <laughs> honor, bro. I'm, I just slid him on my respect because I fucking love AB and I love his antics. Me too. Everything dude. about him is everything about him is perfect. I hope my son is just like Antonio Brown.
1: He, I, so like I, he's one of my favorite players ever. But just with the co you already know what it is. He didn't want to get the shot, and then everybody else got it. With the NFL rules, you like. He would have had the the Buccaneers would have had to charter another jet for him.
0: Well, that's the thing, man. Yeah. And it's like if he comes in contact with someone like, you know, it's like the quarantine um, situation is so much different. If you're not vaccinated or not, He don't want to deal with that shit. The motherfucker wants to be on the field. I don't blame him, dude. It's just I don't know. What, what's the old saying, Sean? Uh, if you if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. I get it. Me and AB, bro.
1: To me, it's like, dude, if you're fucking, you don't want to get vaccinated, you're putting yourself at risk. Like, I, I genuinely don't care. I literally just went through this with somebody. I was in a car with somebody for two hours. Windows rolled up on a cold day last week. Had COVID. Had no idea, right? I had to quarantine, do the whole fucking thing. Went and got tested negative nothing so it is what it is bro like this bitch had covid she's sick as fuck i'm vaccinated for whatever the reason whatever it is how long do you have to quarantine for Do quarantine bro come on i i i worked from home and then i got tested i got exposed on tuesday i quarantined quote unquote i got tested they told me to get tested on saturday I got the results on Monday morning that they were negative and then that was it. The state called me and shit. New York State. And they were like, ask me all these questions and shit. I'm just like, dude. I never answered them.
0: I see New York State contact tracing and oh click. Yeah, it popped up on the
1: thing. And I told them I didn't wanna I just told them I wasn't answering like half of them. It wasn't bad. Like they they had to yeah, be nice to you and shit. shit What'd you say?
0: I, they, when I had COVID, they were calling me every day. And I was like, I'm absolutely not. I'm not talking to anybody. don't fucking, don't ever fucking call my phone again. They call. I didn't answer once, bro. They
1: call so much too.
0: Yeah. They blow you up. But my wife's like, who keeps calling you?
1: over there?" (laughs) (laughs) The good thing is once you tell them you're vaccinated, they pretty much leave you alone. But they were like all over it first until they got to that question, but whatever. But my point is, it's just like, I get it, but they're, they're just making it impossible for you to not get vaccinated and in the nfl it's 10 times worse you know we all care about the environment so much too but yeah let's let's have these teams run like eight private jets because you know somebody might have a fucking you know new strain of covid that is fucking you know doesn't work for whatever i mean this will get taken down for fucking anti-vax even though it's not just trying to be rational about this shit um But, yeah, I I honestly think you're right. I don't think they give a shit. I think they're kind of like, oh, come on, man, you know, whatever. But, like, don't tell me Tom Brady was all jacked to get this vaccine. This guy hasn't eaten a strawberry in 20 years. (laughs) All right? So, like, it's like they're just, like, they're letting him rest, letting him get 100% healthy, and then he's going to be, like, catching touchdowns in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. It just, I don't know. They want to make it look like. I, I get it. He shouldn't have done it. Absolutely. But, like. Me, personally, I don't give a shit. It just sucks like – it sucks like he's not on the field for us for a fantasy standpoint. But then again, this guy's – he's hurt anyway. Like, I don't even know if he's going to come back. I'm not trusting that he's going to come back. He's been out for so long. Yeah, yeah. Really disappointing because when you look – when I look at, like, fantasy points per game, like, A.B. is still up there, like, in the top 10. Like, he was putting in work, bro. I know it was a long time ago, but he was putting in work and Tom Brady loved throwing to him. Um so in my mind, it's just like, all right. He's sitting out three games, just healing his fucking ankle. Maybe like you know, he, he won't be practicing. He'll be good to go by that. I don't know. But we'll see. It sucks. It's just fucking annoying. We'll though. see.
1: Before you go full, I'm
0: selling fake vaccine cards. If anyone's
1: before like. you go full, I got a story about a fake vaccine card. I don't know if I should tell right now, but uh, maybe I will. Maybe another time. Um, before you go full, like Tucker Carlson. Um, why don't you talk about the injuries we're looking at right now?
0: All right, let's get doctor <laughs> let's get doctor Valero on the mic. Wow, last Mike. name reveal, bro. Now you're now you're definitely going to get canceled. Oh shit! All right, um, I'll edit that so out. I, uh, PhD Google. Um, uh, this is uh, who we're going with right now. First, we're going to talk about Miles Sanders. Who uh was actually putting yes. in work, Sean. Your boy Miles Sanders was putting him, in work bro. against Yo, the Jets, which everybody knows.
1: Boston Scott truthers. Here we are.
0: Well that well, that's where we're gonna get to. So shout out to Sean for telling everyone to start Boston Scott I bet. play. I um bad. no, that's all good. I hyped him up too. Um, so against the Jets, uh, he put in work. Um I think he had 24 rushes, 120 yards, bunch of catches, was doing his fucking thing. Boom, fourth quarter comes, injures his ankle, typical Miles Sanders fashion. So I don't know the extent. I don't think we know the extent of his ankle injury. Um, He's probably going to miss some time. He's brittle. We know this. Um, And we've been seeing with the Eagles, especially with Sanders out the revolving um, door with running backs. You know, we got Jordan Howard one one week, we got Boston Scott, we got Kenneth Gainwell. The playoffs are here, Sean. who do you think is going to be the Eagles running back that steps up um, is going to be the one that puts in work or, or is there any can we trust any of these running backs no. in our starting lineups no. in the playoffs?
1: No, dude. No, my biggest thing with recommending Boston Scott, who, by the way, every time I'm always resistant to him. And then the second <laughs> he I'm he like, all him. right, dude, Boston Scott, he doesn't even get a fucking touch, bro. Um the NFL is just getting so pussy too these days. Like, guys get sick. Like Lamar. Like all week it was Boston Scott was sick, and then I was like, all right, he's just sick. Like he's gonna play. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. And then he did. He didn't even have. I think he had like a kick return or something. Like he didn't even do anything. And then like the week a couple of weeks ago, Lamar's sick. Lamar's always sick. By the way, I mean.
0: Yeah, he is, dude. I
1: don't know. He what's always going has on like illness or some sh- yeah. He's got like sickle cell or something, but yeah, my thing is, it's just like I'm thinking he's gonna play and he doesn't, whatever. But there's four running backs on the Eagles that it's like. You got to be kidding me, dude. It, it, you can't predict Jordan Howard. I remember they when Sanders went down, it's like, okay, who's going to step in? We were all in on fucking Gainwell, and then it's Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. Like seriously, Jordan Howard? And then now Gainwell's finally doing something. You can't tell me I I told everybody in a um in what? What was it? The uh must must starts and must sits. I said like three weeks ago, I was done with any Eagles running back just because you can't predict them. If you would have told me on a week ago today that fucking Gainwell was going to do what he did on Sunday, I would have laughed my ass off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you can't tell me you trust the Eagles.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I don't trust any of them. I like these running backs, but it's just like who's going to be the one that is going to put up the numbers? It's, it's a guessing game. Um, that you just don't know what they're going to do. Like I liked Kenneth Gainwell a lot earlier on in the season. And then they just like, he's a rookie running back. You thought he was going to be the clear cut number two back. And then all of a sudden they bring Jordan Howard off the practice squad when Sanders gets hurt and he's fucking rushing all these touchdowns and doing everything. And then Boston sky it just, it's too much chaos. Um, you just can't have that um, inconsistency, especially going into the playoffs. I mean, a hundred percent if if these guys are on your waiver wire, definitely put in a claim for one of them. Put but don't put in a claim thinking that, you know, it's smart to start them in the playoffs, you know. Just put them on your bench. Um, and if it really came to it, then maybe you could start one of them, but like you cannot feel confident about that. So uh and it sucks, you know. I told people before the year Miles Sanders, stay the fuck away from him. He's like a cancer. Don't draft them. People thought they were getting a steal with them where they drafted them. And l- look at you now. All right. Um, next, we're going to go with – we're going to talk about uh, another guy who got hurt. My guy who I always fucking preach, Adam Thielen. And he suffered an ankle injury early on, which was – it looked pretty nasty, Sean. Um, I, yeah. I'm not sure the extent of that ankle injury, if it's a high ankle injury, high sprained ankle or whatnot. But, uh, you know, only time will tell. You got to think that he's going to miss, you know, a huge chunk of change, maybe the rest of the season. But, I mean, you got to think at minimum the guy's missing like two, three weeks, um, which is terrible. Um, so, I I mean, you guys all know I always talked about Adam Thielen with the touchdowns and, you know, everyone shitted on him the um, the preseason. They ranked him really low. They said there was going to be touchdown regression. Obviously it didn't happen. He's been putting in work. He's been – top 15 wide receiver in fantasy. Um, How are you feeling with Adam Thielen out? Because I like KJ Osborne a lot. Uh, You know, earlier on in the year, he was putting in work. Even with the two even with Jefferson, even with Thielen, even with Dalvin Cook stealing um some catches. You know, he had some pretty nice games early on. He ended up catching a touchdown in this past game. Do you think KJ Osborne, if Thielen's gonna be out, is someone that we can trust a little bit? Uh, we all know like your hatred for Kirk Cousins and stuff. And yeah, I mean, you know, to be fair, he looked like shit this past week, but he has had a pretty good season. Um, how you feeling if Adam Thielen's gonna be out? You think KJ Osborne's a pretty solid ad um for people's I don't know, for their benches at the least, possibly flex consideration moving forward. How many times are you going to fit feeling and Thielen next to each other? What do you mean? Oh, Thielen and feeling
1: <laughs> yeah. You're like, are you Phelan I, I know you're doing oh. it on purpose, bro. You love Thielen so much. Um, well,
0: I mean, he's the man.
1: So. Mike Mike loves Thielen. That's definitely an alt-right Mike moment for sure. I mean, white wide receiver, you be the judge there. But... Obviously Thielen's the man. I mean, 10 touchdowns this year, um, which Mike said it, it, it's kind of sucks. Mike, it's an ankle injury. They haven't really been too specific if it's like a high ankle sprain or whatever. Um, yeah. But the reality of the situation is he's a little bit of an older guy for a wide receiver, 31, 32 years old. Um, and yeah, I, I do like the backups. I'll tell you something right now. I like the backups. I don't, I wouldn't expect, and it's crazy because everybody wanted him dead. I wouldn't expect Adam Thielen numbers from guys like Osborne, but especially definitely not DD Westbrook, which people are fucking pushing like crazy. I like Osborne mm-hmm. as a flex play. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. I think Justin Jefferson's going to keep getting, um, you know, crazy targets as always. They might go to him more rather than really feed Osborne. I don't think Osborne's going to be like a league winner by any means. Um, but, you know, we'll see. DD uh, Westbrook's nothing crazy to me either. You never know in these types of situations. Hopefully Thielen comes back. Mike, it just sucks because he's not going to be, there's no way he's going to play in Thursday's game. I mean, he just doesn't have
0: enough Oh, game. no. Uh, he's absolutely not playing Thursday. And um I like KJ Osborne as a flex play this Thursday. And then when the playoffs come, they play Chicago. I I like him, you know, in your first round of your playoffs, possibly as a flex play, depending on who you have on your roster. Um, you know, if you have Thielen, like go out there and get Osborne. After that, they play the Rams and Packers, not feeling too good about that. Uh yeah, man. Just uh this feeling about feeling. Just, <laughs> just the fuck up. I don't know. Real quick, oh, this
1: right. this guy Dan Kaminsky, one of our um one of our patrons, messaged me or messaged us at 957. And he said, half point PPR, wide receiver waiver wire, with Parker on the bye week this week, which fucked Devontae Parker dude. When I saw him coming back, I'm like, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, would you put in a claim for Osborne? Uh St. Brown or Guyton, Guyton on the L.A. Chargers guy
0: on the Chargers. Yeah. He fucking sucks, right? Well, he had a good he had a nice, good week this week, and I liked him earlier on this season because I thought, you know, he would fill in. And I, I was big on everyone on the Chargers this season and the offense, which I will get to in a little bit. We'll talk more about really? that um, guy. And just didn't he just hasn't, you know, fell into place, had a big role with the offense. Um uh, I'm definitely going KJ Osborne. Who's the second wide receiver? Um, St. Brown. Uh, I'm on Ross. Oh, Brown. okay. And that was right. another guy. If you're a Patreon subscriber, I talked about him early on, before the draft. as like a deep sleeper in deep format leagues. Trojans. Um, Trojans. yes. And you know he wasn't doing much early on, but uh, you know he's definitely been coming to life lately. But I th- I'm I'm going definitely KJ Osborne in that.
1: Yeah. Well, I said I said. um st brown just because i liked how many targets um st brown got and then i looked oh yeah i looked at the playoff yeah. schedule and i was like de- at denver arizona yeah, the, yeah yeah they play atlanta um and then seattle actually that's pretty good i don't know it's tough i i feel like i feel like i'd rather have the number two wide receiver on minnesota rather than the number one wide receiver on uh on um Detroit, Detroit, and he's not even—you know—it's not even really a lock that he's the number one. But what other injury? Are we done with injuries?
0: I'm gonna hit uh, one more guy because um, this is a late ad because it happened last night. Okay. Um, if you guys didn't see the Buffalo Patriots game, which was you know a shit show, uh, yeah. Damian Harris went down, and you know, cue the Ramondre Stevenson truthers and saying he's going to come in, you know you know, oh, this is time, blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess Damian Harris left the game, I believe in the fourth quarter with a hamstring injury. Um, you know, hamstring injuries can linger, you know, these guys can be out a couple of weeks depending on the, you know, the severity of it. Um, so Ramondre Stevenson, how are we feeling about him? Sean, is this a guy that we can run out there in the playoffs? Um, if Damien Harris is going to miss some time and Stevenson is possibly on your waiver wire, I don't, I don't think he would be, but if he is, he's a guy that I would definitely go out there and add because the Patriots emphasize the run. Mm-hmm. They always do. They have a great offensive line. Um, how do you feel about Stevenson? If Harris is going to miss some time?
1: So luckily there's, they have the bye week the, Now this is going to be like the dreaded week 14 bye week Like this is, Honestly, the NFL wasn't really thinking it through all the way when it comes to fantasy football by having uh, the um, final week of the season be bye week eligible. I know only four teams are done, but guys like Jonathan Taylor, now Damian Harris and Stevenson are bet, are on your bye week in a week you probably need them the most. So it's kind of tough. But, I mean, Mike, there's really nothing to say. Uh, people are were trying to fade Harris after, um, you know – Stevenson really was putting in work but it's like dude um you know he he was out Harris was out in week 10 and then he came back in week 11 and didn't really do much but then the last two weeks he's had a touchdown and then last night he had a really good game with over 100 yards Stevenson had over 100 yards as well but Mac Jones only threw the ball three times so we're not going to see that um it speaks to it speaks to what Mike was saying earlier about handcuff running backs. You got to have the handcuff running back. Um, Stevenson is a little borderline when it comes to Harris. You know, I with Damian Harris, he was a question mark himself when he was drafted in the fifth or sixth round. So I don't think you'd run to go get his handcuff. But you know, yeah. once he fits in your top two running backs, wouldn't be the worst idea. So I think you deploy Stevenson just like you would Harris, and I think you get similar production.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, he's owned, I see, an ESPN in about half of leagues. Uh, I don't know about all the other leagues, but I'm assuming it's probably ballpark-same area. Uh, playoffs, week one, they got the Colts. Week two, Bills. And then for the championship matchup, um, Jacksonville Jaguars, which is you know tremendous matchup. So oh, I love it. That's it for uh, all the new injuries. Obviously, there's a bunch of other injuries out there uh, with your top guys. Feel free to DM us. Tweet at us, um, asking us all your questions and advice. Sean, what do you got for me, man? What are we looking forward to for the last regular season matchup in fantasy?
1: So this is probably a question we can better answer next week. Um, But, Mike, I'm really curious to get your take on it because you were a Lamar truther from the beginning. I've said this before. I'll say it again. You can believe it if you don't want, if you want to, whatever. A couple months after Lamar Jackson was drafted, Mike wrote a blog saying how Lamar Jackson is going to be the steal of the draft because he or not when he was drafted, right after he it was announced that he was going to be um the starter in Baltimore because he sat out really the first year, I believe. Yes. Lamar Jackson to be the steal of the draft because he's gonna be such a dynamic runner. Every Mike wasn't the only one to have that opinion, but he was one of the first ones to do it. And it's what kind of it's one of the reasons why it really launched us, especially on Twitter, because week one we were like of his of his MVP year, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson in the draft. Make sure you draft him. It is what it is. We all know what he did. He was great. We got a shit ton of followers off of it. It's one of the cornerstones of what grand central fantasy is now Mike over the last month in three games I mean we've had our ups and downs with Lamar you've brought me over to the Lamar side a lot now honestly I feel like I'm more of a Lamar fan from a fantasy perspective than you are um and over the last three games he's really let me down I sit one game due to illness but in three games, he has three touchdowns and six interceptions. They're still running him a lot with, you know, 17 rushing attempts um, only back in week 12. But his passing game is just abysmal at this point. My overall question to you, and I'll get his playoff schedule as for, and next week's schedule as well. Um, he's playing Cleveland this week, and we all saw how that turned out. Jesus Christ. What are you thinking for Lamar? long-term he plays um in week 14 they're at Cleveland week 15 they're at home versus Green Bay 16 they're at Cincinnati and 17 they're against the Rams at home can you trust Lamar in fantasy football playoffs this year
0: oh man can you trust him Mm uh I'm gonna say not really man You really – you can't trust him, especially um, when you look at those three teams that he's playing. They all rank in the top 10 for fewest fantasy points per game allowed to quarterbacks. Um, And, yeah, I mean, you said it. Lamar has been terrible. Uh, The last three games, he's failed to reach 20 points. Um, I think he has like um, almost – he has 16 turnovers or something on the year. Um, uh, Maybe a lot more than that. Um, I don't know. But – It's very hard to trust Lamar Jackson right now. But is there anything we can really do about it? Let's really think about it. How are we going to substitute someone better uh, with a higher upside than Lamar Jackson at this point in the season? Maybe if you have a backup quarterback on your team who is a very solid quarterback, maybe you could substitute him. But in my eyes, it's like if you have Lamar Jackson, you just have to give him the green light. You have to put him out there because chances are on your waiver wire – who are you going to have that's going to have higher upside than Lamar Jackson? And I get it. Like the turnover has been terrible and stuff, but still you just got to at this point, like, you know, trade deadlines done, You can't acquire anyone else. You got to just hope and pray, have your fingers crossed that he's just going to get it done from a Russian standpoint. He's going to pick up nine, you know, 80 yards, 90 yards, a Russian touchdown because, you know, his overall passing numbers aren't going to be aren't going to be pretty. Um, so can you trust him? No, not really. but. Um, are you going to bench him? Probably not. You probably are not in a scenario where you have a better quarterback on your roster than Lamar Jackson. Maybe you do, but most people probably not. And the thing is, Mike,
1: the this is, this is what it's coming to. I've already seen it on the Twitter. And before we get going to what you're looking forward to in week 14, it's when you say, oh, who else are you going to go out there and get the new hot name out there can you guess who it is? Mm. It's the poor man's version of him of Lamar.
0: Don't don't tell me Tua.
1: No, no, dude, oh, dude I was, I'd, I'd, I'd dig Tua right now. Taysom Hill.
0: Oh, okay, okay,
1: okay. Everybody's asking already. He's banged up. He if you think Lamar can't throw, let me show you some tape of Taysom Hill. But he <laughs> can run the ball, so it's like. They're like, oh, should, should I go pick up Taysom Hill? I have Lamar and fucking, you know, whoever. But it's like do some of these leagues, guys are carrying like three, four quarterbacks. I'm like, how is this even possible? Taysom Hill is a poor man's Lamar Jackson. If if you're willing to roll the dice on Taysom Hill, just play Lamar because you're you're getting the same thing. And Lamar has way yes. more upside a hundred percent of the time. Yes.
0: Um. Yeah, so I was saying before, he has he now has almost as many turnovers as touchdowns this season. That's crazy. He yeah. has 13 interceptions. He has three fumbles lost. But, I mean, you know, it, 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 there's really nothing you can do. Just hope and pray that he, you know, doesn't turn the ball over. He he gives you 150, 200 passing yards, which is sad. But hopefully no turnovers with that. And then he's, hopefully he's just running around like a man, man. It's definitely gonna to be tough though with those um with those teams that he's playing and stuff. But you know what? We know the the CO Lamar Jackson, he could he could break out any week. Hopefully he does so, you know, for you guys if you own him in the playoffs.
1: We'll see. What are you looking forward to for uh week fourteen? these weeks are fucking me up, dude. We've been doing this shit for so long. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I'm gonna talk about uh Justin Herbert and the Chargers and you know, earlier I was saying I was so big on the Chargers before the season. I thought this was going to be like fucking offensive explosion on the year. They were going to be fucking, you know, like, like the Chiefs of last year that, you know, that elite level. And, you know, it's kind of been nothing close to that. Um, but Justin Herbert this past week, you know, put up some fucking big numbers. It was Justin Herbert that we, you know, were envisioning all year. 317 yards, three touchdowns, interception. And he finished with uh, over 10 yards average um, um, uh, on the targets, which was his highest average of the season. Um, So he's throwing the ball deep down the field, and they were making a lot of plays. I think they had over like, um, I think it was like four or five completions, 35 yards and over or something crazy like that, which is big. So, uh, yeah, it's been a – it hasn't been such a fairy tale season for Justin Herbert like i really thought this is going to be like mvp caliber season for him his sophomore year but it's just been like constant inconsistent play from him and um i want to believe that he's going to keep this trend you know i'm a positive guy i want to believe that he's going to keep this um strong play going especially this week against the giants um Against the Giants, though, it looks like he's not going to have Keenan Allen, Sean. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, uh, who's most likely going to miss time? Uh, he's on the COVID list. I don't know if he has COVID. I don't know the whole situation. Damn, that sucks. Anytime I see, anytime I see COVID shit, I'm like, whatever. Uh, so yeah, he's on the COVID list. That moves Fat Mike, your boy, back to the top wide receiver. Uh, so he'll
1: definitely so so Fat Mike's getting no catches if he's got to go up against <laughs> the top tight end or top cornerbacks. Sounds good.
0: Yeah, so – but I st- I just want to believe that Herbert's going to keep this going even though he's just been so inconsistent. And, yeah, now he's missing his top wide receiver. Obviously, we're worried about him, but I just – like, I want him to step up to the plate um, now more than ever with the playoffs on the horizon. Similar to Lamar Jackson, like you asking me if you can trust Lamar Jackson going to the playoffs, can we trust Justin Herbert? Like, it's the same situation. Like, you're probably not going to have anyone better than Justin Herbert, but, like – Do you think Justin Herbert and the Chargers are going to finally get it together? Um, uh, I'm going to put all my chips on the table, Sean. Like I said, I'm a positive guy. And I'm going to say that he's going to start to perform a little more consistent. consistent. Um, He's got the Giants this week. He's got the Chiefs the first round of the playoffs. Second round of the playoffs, he's got the Texans, which is a huge Great matchup. And then he's got the Broncos in the championship game, which is a little tougher. Um, how you feeling about Justin Herbert uh, moving forward? Uh, talk to me. Talk to the people.
1: I mean, I feel fine. I just feel like it's – I have him in only one league, and I've never wavered from it at all like I've always kept him. He struggled. He's a guy where, you know, you got him in like the seventh, eighth, ninth round, depending on your league size. And he was a steal of the draft to me. Yeah. He struggled, but are they going to get it together? I think this is what they are. You know, this is them getting it together. They're inconsistent offensively. I like how, um, you know, their offensive coordinator, um, what the fuck is his name Lombardi like he's starting to come into his own too as a play caller as well um and we saw that in the uh Cincinnati game last weekend that you know this offense can be potent if you let yes if you let um uh herbert go and like do his thing and like really give him some freedom out there he's gonna reward you now sure he's not like the most polished quarterback prospect, but from a fantasy perspective, I can live with those turnovers. I mean, I saw one, I saw some tweet a couple weeks ago or after Taysom Hill got that big contract. That was just fucking, um, you know, Sean Payton's just wet dream. Like you just had to give, it's like on his bucket list to give Taysom Hill a huge contract like that. Um, you know, it, they, the, the person who put out the tweet just put up Justin Herbert's numbers for like the last two games and including the rushing yards that he had. And he said, that's Taysom Hills um, entire season in just two games, basically. So like Herbert is a guy that he doesn't get enough credit really, because he can be so inconsistent. Um, but you know, it's not his fault. They haven't really let um, him off the reins. And I think they're starting to do that. Um, I was dying on Sunday. Cause after we answer everybody's questions, hundreds of hundreds of, Fantasy football questions and we're arguing with people and doing all this shit. I take a break kind of and don't really look at my phone besides just my fantasy scores. Um, but then a couple hours later when I lo- when I looked at the Twitter timeline and it was our feed at, at Grand Central fan and it was like three tweets from Mike and and it was just one tweet that just said Justin Sherber, like with no that's hashtags, it, no that's, <laughs> just, that's no. all. That's all that needed to be said, bro. Justin Sherber, I love it, man. He's the man. If you have Herbert, you're starting him. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um. I I think I have him this week, Sean. I'm gonna put him as a, a top five play in my ranking system. Yeah. It's a Look shocker. At that. Oh, yeah, I like. I'm gonna do it, man. I think they're gonna feed off of this last start. I think, um, you know, that, that's what the Chargers do. They're always like towards the end of the season. I feel like they come on real strong. Um, so I'm feeling good about that. Even with Keenan Allen out of the lineup, you know, um, you got Austin Eckler there for support. Fat Mike. I mean, I, I, every, anytime I say anything good about him, he fucking sucks for like 13 straight games. So yeah. I don't want to talk too highly about him, but. Um, I'm feeling good about Justin Herbert. Um, I like their playoff matchups uh, besides the championship game. But, yeah, so. Get ready
1: ready for everybody on Twitter after you put Sherbert in the top five, like, with comments, like, are you sure?
0: Dude, I can't stand it. Are you sure? I've had some, like, I always try to put, like, you know, I do my rankings the way I feel they should be, mm-hmm. and I always have people like questioning, like some like stupid shit, bro, with like a running back. Um, I, I'm trying to think of an example. It's like, just people want people want. It's like, oh, you have Jonathan Taylor number two. Like, yeah. why don't you have him number one? Or I'm like, dude. Who gives a fu- It's one fucking spot. People want them updated, like,
1: to a crazy degree. So, like, the, the guys in, like, the deep, deep leagues, dude, just DM us, bro. Because, like, I, we're not going to do a whole fucking, like, I think next year we might try to do some sort of flex rankings. One of our number one followers, uh, Friday, who's also a patron, you can follow him on Twitter at Kirk, Kirk's. Kirk's yes man. Um, He's a good follow, but it's like he said he gave us the idea. He's like, oh, you know, you guys should do a flex rankings like that'd be great. And I agree with him. It's just like a fuck ton of work, honestly. But it's like I'm not doing even when we do that. It's not going to be enough. Mike, people are going to be like, oh, well, you left out um, Jason Reynolds and um, Garrett Everett. What what do you guys think? (laughs) I'm like, dude,
0: relax yeah well fuck those people dude it's so funny i i just love when like people question certain players in my rankings like how can you have them top five and then he like he blows up and i'm like looking for them like oh we're, uh, you, you don't want to ask me about that again like why i had him there um i had him there because i fucking know what i'm talking about you piece of shit dude byron pringle didn't crack
1: the top 50 like what? <laughs> <laughs> like, get the fuck
0: out of here, dude. <laughs> There's like, a lot of that shit, bro. This is what I'm saying. Yo, so, you know what? Um, we haven't had a. Um, I was just thinking about this. Who's that douchebag that we were arguing with on oh Twitter? We haven't had any like. We haven't had any like good fights this year on Twitter. That like was usually every the year. Yeah, every year we usually have some guy that goes hard with us, and like we're arguing. And, yeah, like, then we go like, into Twitter jail and, year, and freak out. Well we had to we had to you know tone it back a little bit um for certain reasons. Um, you know, we got blocked last year at one point and we couldn't answer anyone's questions. That sucked. So we decided to tone it down on Twitter. Um but yeah, we had one what was the what what was the issue with that douchebag? So oh, we answered, I answered one of his tweets or some shit. So a
1: part of the way we grow the Twitter following is I answer the, que- the direct questions to us on Sundays. And Mike goes out like, you know, like
0: I'll answer, I'll answer hashtags. Yeah. Like, like hashtag that. fantasy football. I'll look for people. But and ask uh, you know,
1: FFT hashtag is the biggest one. It's the CBS sports one. All of them have us blocked except one guy. <laughs> who's just like, yo, can you take me off your name? I think it's like Dave Richard or whatever. And, Mike did it. He took him off his name, but this guy, Mike answers question, was like, Oh, Kenyon Drake or whatever. And he was like, Give us a follow for your fantasy advice for all your fantasy advice, whatever. And the guy's like, Who are you? Like asking all these questions, thinking we have time to answer him. And it just kinda all unraveled from there. Yeah.
0: No, it was entertaining. You
1: were nice about it too, because you he was like, Who are you? you like a guy trying to help you. And then I think I might have messed it up because you're like, oh, I'm a guy trying to help you. And he's like, like, what are you? Are you are you a guy go- are you a guy? Are you a group of people? And I was basically just like, all right, buddy, like fuck off. Like, get out of here. <laughs> and he's like, Wow, that's so fucked up. And then like I said he was I said he lived a I was like, what a sad, lonely life you lead. And he like he lost it. Suck so my dick. Uh, uh, like going crazy and i'm like all right bro like i'm gonna i'm gonna say something bad and then we're gonna get fucking like banned on twitter and then I'm gonna have to start over again which would
0: suck <laughs> that shit was hilarious bro we haven't had one of those in a while the guy he like lost his shit something something you said he yeah he fucking just snapped he couldn't handle it well dude, oh, yeah
1: oh yeah Well, this is this is for the hardcore uh fans now cuz they can hear it cuz we're over an hour in we had to fire our um <laughs> gambling guy this week dude he didn't even answer my text he wasn't fucking posting shit right mike he wasn't posting shit on time no,
0: he was doing it like not.
1: he was he was giving his parlay picks 20 minutes before kickoff i don't know what's going on he never communicated anything with us i give him this polite ass fucking
0: and he was great to, you know, to say something nice about him. He was great last year. He worked with us. He always he was awesome. put out good content. He put it out early. He was awesome this year. Um, we talked to him in the offseason, and I thought we all thought we were on the same page. Clearly we, we weren't on the same page. And I
1: really have nothing but nice things to say about the guy until I was I was answering all these questions. We still didn't have a gambling blog from him. It was around 11 o'clock. And I looked to see, find him on Twitter and he wasn't there. And then I'm like, all right, that's weird. Like, is, did he block us or something? He took, he changed his Twitter handle. He took the GCF out of his name. So now that just triggered me instantly. I'm like, fuck this dude. Like we're not doing this shit. So then the guy doesn't even fucking answer me. So my whole point in telling the story, which I didn't want to get too involved in at the top, because if you're here this late, you're very invested in us and we appreciate you guys the most. Um, You're going to be getting a much better gambling content from here on out, much more consistent because Hundred percent. it was bullshit. This year was bullshit. We apologize to you guys because it was not what we thought we were going to do. We, we got a guy on board that was supposed to like manage another person and really like, you know, come up big and it just didn't work out that way for whatever reason. But um all right, Mike, I think we're going to wrap it up with our start or, start or sit for week 14. How you feel? You ready to go? Yep, I'm ready, man. Let's do this. All right. So this week at Baltimore, Mike, this is a little bit tricky one. Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon at Baltimore or both? Where's your head at with this one?
0: Um, I'm going to start Jones, you know, fresh off a of bye. I think he's going to get back to his usual workload for the most part. Um Dylan, I'm a little iffy about. Um I think he's going to have his workload, which is, you know, you know, he gets his carries is eight, nine, ten touches a game. Um I I know they want to probably keep Aaron Jones fresh for the playoffs. So maybe Dylan gets, you know, some more carries, but um Jones, I'm definitely starting Dylan, possible flex consideration depending on your um, you know, your lineup.
1: Yeah, I'm starting Aaron Jones, but I I like um I like AJ Dillon too. I think it might be yeah. a little different in one league I have both of them. It's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little difficult to navigate, but honestly, dude, if I lose with starting fucking Aaron Jones in my starting lineup, like I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is a guy who has been a little inconsistent this year, um has arguably been banged up a lot of the year, but you know, I I'm rocking with Aaron Jones. Um, Mike Williams at the New York Giants. We kind of already established this, but I, I mean, Fat Mike is going to go from Fat Mike to Obese Mike for me. What are you thinking?
0: I don't know, man. I might have to start him wide um, <sighs> rece- high-end wide receiver three, like flex range. Giants give up ninth most fantasy points for to wide receivers. Um, you know, only because Keenan Allen's out. It, that's the only reason why I'm saying it. Anytime I ever say yes to this guy, he sucks. So you probably want to definitely bench him now after me saying that. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a start. You'll regret that. Um, yes.
1: Brandon Cooks versus Seattle. Kind of a guy that got lost in the shuffle. I mean, um, shout out to me and Mike who took the over in that fucking Indianapolis-Houston game. Um, mm. I thought the 45 and a half was a fucking steal, but turns out yeah. the – um, Houston offense is just fucking abysmal. Talk about a franchise that's never done anything, man. Um, what are you thinking about Cooks? You starting him because Seattle? They're they're still people are hot and bothered with their defense. I'm not sold. I, I would start him as a high end flex, low end wide receiver too.
0: Um, yeah, he's got a decent matchup, but I, you know what, Sean, I'm fucking done with him. I'm done really? with him. I have him in two of my teams. You know, I'm just sick of him. I'm sick of his name. The quarterback play sucks. He's been a shade of himself. It it like it looks like he doesn't even want to be on the fucking field, which I can't say I don't blame him. Mm. Um just doesn't look like vested in the team. I'm I'm gonna sit him. Um I'm just I'm just tired of his shenanigans. Like he's obviously a very good wide receiver still. It's just not working out there. I'm sitting him. I'm done with it.
1: Foreman or Hilliard versus Jacksonville, one or the other, neither. McNichols is coming back. I like both as low end flex play or like mid range flex plays, um, but I do give the edge to Foreman if I had to choose. What are you thinking?
0: You know, initially I was saying Hilliard, but um, I'm I'm starting to lean Foreman, especially after what we saw two weeks ago. And these two running backs, by the way, um, were our own. We're owned in less than forty percent of leagues. I put them on my waiver wire target list, so I hopefully you guys got one of them, but. Honestly, Sean, I think you're a lot higher on them than I am. Yeah. I don't I I just I, I don't see these two running backs really coexisting with each other, like both being like flex plays each week, like how like Williams and Gordon have been. Um I just I can't see them both fucking, you know, being successful each week in fantasy. But if I had to start one, I think now I'm I'm starting to lean more towards Foreman from what I saw. He had like 19 carries, I believe you know, a bunch of yards. They well, it's kinda, both kind the of
1: same. They both have the same amount of carries last week.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know. It just seems like a crapshoot to me. But if, if I'm going to go with one, I'd start uh, Deontay Foreman.
1: The only reason why I have like a chub for the both of them is because I like, we all know how much of the running game is such a part of Tennessee's offense. So it's like somebody's got to eat here. You know what I'm saying? Um. So we'll see. Uh, Mike, Carlos Hyde at Tennessee.
0: Um, no, I'm not starting him. Um, as bad as Robinson's been, like he's still the lead back for them there. Um, I don't think Carlos Hyde's really gonna, I know, I know Urban Meyer has a nut for Carlos Hyde, but I really don't think Carlos Hyde, if James Robinson's healthy, he's going to be like, you know, taking majority of the carries from him. I get that. I mean, I just want to stay away from this whole situation. If I
1: have to start Robinson, yes. I'm going to do that. But try to be a sneaky little asshole, a little fucking cunt with starting. I'm not starting any Jacksonville players. Like, you just can't. Dude, not even fucking uh, LaVisca Chennault? <laughs> Who? Come on, dude. Oh, the great the, doing... great the great, LaVisca Chennault. People, people don't want to give us Patreon he's dollars. Yeah, dude. He carries, bro. He gets carries. People... People, people don't want to subscribe to Patreon for us. Like, we have people get rid of Patreon because of whatever reason. You know, that's your businessman financially. But it's like, but then they'll run to other services and pay for dollars. And all these guys, fantasy pros, all these guys are like Lavista Chenault, sixth round. What a steal! It's like, dude, get the what, heart, what
0: right? Debo Samuel is this year is literally what. All these people thought LaVisca Chennault was going to be. A hundred percent. Yes. Like exactly what Debo Samuel has done. And he sucks. And we all told you he was going to fucking suck. It was clear as day. Give me a fucking break.
1: Russell Gage at Carolina. I'm starting him. I'm all in on Gage. Um, You know, I think they they finally found a rhythm. He could put up a dud. Don't get me wrong. That's why I have him as a high-end flex play. But if I do have room in my flex, I'm throwing him in there. And I'm throwing him in there with confidence for sure.
0: I'm in the same boat as you. I'm starting him. Tougher matchup, but he's consistently gotten targets the past few weeks and he's done well with them. He's, you know, clearly Matt Ryan's uh favorite target right now. Um Brandon Ayuk versus Cincinnati.
1: Nothing crazy in filling in with Debo. He he did good, but you know, another flex game. I'm gonna start him just because of uh, you know, the opportunity he's gonna have, but I don't feel good about it i that's another high-end flex play i think his ceiling is a wide receiver too but i don't think we see him reach that
0: he he had a terrible game last week actually he had a he had some drops and you know they just force fed kittle it seemed like too Mm -hmm. Um, i'm gonna start him though i'm just gonna chalk it to a bad game kittle i think he'll get off Jesus, yeah kittle did yeah i almost put him in my respect column but um i was like fuck that um i you know i think he'll get back to like um high-end wide receiver three, like flex play AU this week. So I'm definitely going to go back and start him. So we're going to chalk that one to just a a bad game. He had some drops. I don't think he usually drops the ball like that. So
1: Taysom Hill, your boy at the Jets. I only say this, and I don't trust Taysom Hill, honestly, past this week. This would be an emergency start for me because everybody and their mother, mother runs all over the Jets. Would you start him? this week and on a scale of one to ten, how confident would you feel in starting him? Oh a
0: hundred percent starting him. Really? And okay. How confident? I'm pretty confident because he's playing the Jets. So that's there's really nothing much else to say. I get that. I get that. Um
1: all right. Second to last, Barkley or Booker at
0: LA Chargers? I don't know, dude. I mean, I hate them. Uh, I hate Saquon <laughs> Barkley. He sucks, dude. I'm like- trying to tell you, bro. No, I know you try to, and I like I I I, I don't obviously I don't think he's like a running back one, but like I always try to think in my mind like this guy, if he's my second running back on the team, I should feel good about it. But like you can't feel good about him even even as a fucking second running back. Like he's bad, dude, and a lot of it's the offensive line too. But I don't know. This is a favorable matchup too, Sean. This is a terrible run defense. Like the uh, I'm gonna start him again like an asshole. But I'm not gonna feel great about it. And this is probably like this is it because the playoffs are coming. Like, if he can't do shit against the Chargers run defense, then he can't do it. He can't run against anybody. And I he he will literally ride my fucking bench in the playoffs.
1: If you have Barkley, you have to start him. So it just is what it is. Um I don't feel confident on a scale of one to ten. I'm on a scale of one to ten, I feel about a three in starting Booker and about a three and a half in starting Barkley. So I tried to avoid it. And uh last but not least, Mike, we have Jerry Judy, one of the most frustrating fantasy players. Jerry Judy at Detroit this week. Would you start him? Those Denver wide receivers are the most o- either overhyped or just misutilized players in the NFL. Are you starting Jerry Judy this week?
0: Nah, I'm not going to start him. I do like Jerry Judy. Um, I mean, he really hasn't done shit since coming back. But, um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer there at quarterback at all. Um, You know, I've said he's a smart quarterback, but he's just not like a talented guy. And also, you got to give Detroit's uh, defense credit, secondary credit. They do, you know, have a pretty – Pretty solid defense there in Detroit. So uh, between those two factors, I'm not starting, Judy. And,
1: Mike, um, to
0: to end the
1: podcast, I open Instagram, and the, the first thing I saw was from this basketball page that I follow, and it's a picture of Zion, and it says, Breaking News, Zion Williamson reportedly weighs 330 pounds stop I,
0: are you serious I swear to God.
1: it's like it's not like espn or anything but like that's got to be bullshit dude there's no way and dude who can it's like for context 65 james harden weighs 220 <laughs> no way dude honestly if if
0: zion was 330 pounds, like he wouldn't be able to move i mean i don't know dude uh, He maybe he maybe he is, but I don't know. We were talking about before with the media. They like they show a picture of him like looking fat. And then like there's people at the games like tweeting out pictures of him. And like he's on the court like looking like ripped and shit. So
1: I, I don't Exactly, know. dude. The media is like fat Zion. I bet he likes chicken. Right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're out of here, baby. All right. Peace, guys. Good luck. Make the playoffs, you motherfuckers. That's right. Don't let us
0: down.